As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. This is FM 104's Strawberry Alarm Clock Podcast. Who your favorite sports commentator is of any sport? They've done one in the, in the UK and they've, they found that uh, John Matson was the number one. He was brilliant, yeah. He, he was, was great. so good. Um, I just love his voice. Fantastic. Um, I love listening to Cammy. Uh, Peter Drury's commentary is like poetry. Uh, don't they, they, just, they don't like Jamie Carragher as much. No. So sometimes, <laughs> yeah, it depends who you support, I think. Well, a good commentator is supposed to be impartial. Yeah, but when you get the likes of Carragher and uh, well, yeah, your no, man's well, that that's, that makes it like yeah. You know, so especially when they go head to head, you're watching it to give out to give out about them. I think more so than anything else. There's a fella I don't even I'm not even big into darts, but there's a fella who does the commentary for the darts. I don't know, if, I, not on Sky now. He used to be on, I can't remember what channel, but he was really funny. Like the, the way he would, I think he kind of had a Geordie accent. And we're getting the we're getting the soup, we're getting the mussels, we're putting the pot, and we're stirring the pot. He was just screaming about these, he would make up these things. And again, it was like poetry. I can't remember his name. Uh, Roy Keane's gas. He is a good gas uh, pundit. Yeah, I'd say he's probably Keane. Keane is the best value pundit. Yeah, I think he he gives a view that's also impartial. Yeah, I think Lineker's pretty good. I think he handles very good business quite well. He's very he can be very funny. There's a fella on uh, RT. Micah, Micah Richards is, is fantastic. Ah, he's just a cool guy, isn't he? Did you see him crying the other day? <laughs> Jamie, Jamie Carr was trying to talk to, to a player. I can't remember who it was. And he's... Uh, I, actually, I'll bring you the audio of it. I'll bring you the audio in a few minutes. But like he, he says... He's in the Liverpool accent. And he, this, this French guy can't understand him. And he says, I don't understand you. And he said, oh, we have the same problem here. Most people in America who can't understand him either. And then he, he said... <laughs> Are you looking forward to playing the Internationale and Internationale? And Mika starts crying, like the tears are rolling down his face. It's so. Oh, Sid Waddell, that's the guy in the darts. He's very good. There's so many of them. And you know what? They make the game. Or whatever you're watching, when you hear the announcer or the commentator or the person afterwards, they make the game. Or or ruin it. So, like in in Wimbledon, when McEnroe's on, I love his coverage. He's great. (laughs) He just doesn't care. I'm trying to think of the name of the guy from RTE Sid who does the GAA. And I used to love the way he used to go, Michael Dara McCauley. I, I don't know, every time yeah, he used yeah, to say yeah. that, he used to go, yeah. He's the main guy for the GAA that commentates. Can't think of his He's name. He's still going, is he? He's still going, yeah. Okay. His voice is very much like this. It's Yeah, yeah, I can't I, remember his name. I yeah, know. if anyone knows the name of that fella, he is brilliant as well. Um, Michal uh, Merhertik, of course. 
Fantastic. Oh, he was really cool. Oh, he was amazing. On him on a good day now, that was amazing. Do you know what's great? If you ever get a chance and you hear if there's a Kerry match on or a Galway match on or Donegal, try and tune into the radio station from that area. Yeah. Because they are powerful. Yes. He used to be a fella in Kerry called Weeshy Fogarty. And he yes, was the fella that him, did yes. that Beyonce clip. He was Beyonce. Where's Beyonce? Yeah. I think he's passed away now. But he used to be so passionate about Kerry. That's it. That you were in, you were, you were in the radio. Love you it. were listening to him. Uh, Marty Morrissey. Uh, yeah, there's, there's so many. And there's, there's great ones on radio as well as TV. So who is your favourite commentator, pundit of them all? There's um, so many coming in. There's so, there's so many. Murray Walker, of course, he was, he was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone but Robbie Savage or Michael Owen. The state of Robbie Savage last night. Did you watch the Leeds match? <laughs> no. The state of that match as well. But he, <laughs> so Michael Owen was wearing um, was wearing a suit. I don't know who the, the the fellow was, the presenter was, or the other fellow was either. Right. But they're all you know wearing yeah. wearing suits. Robbie Savage was sitting there dressed like a young fella. He was wearing no socks, three quarter lengths. Cream trousers. Yeah, but he's kind of cool. He gets away with it. Do you think so? I think oh. yeah. The most. If anyone else did, I'd be annoyed. I just was watching it last night, and I was like, ah, Jamie come Redknapp on. always wears suits two two sizes too small for him. I don't understand. That's a real British thing to wear suits really, really tight. That like the buttons barely close and all that kind of stuff. I don't get that. It's a British thing. No complaints from a lot of people listening right now. No, of course not. Jerry <laughs> um, Canning at that. Jerry Canning. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We could wow. be here all day. There's we could so be here all day. Yeah, do you know what? Some of the commentators, when they're really good, they become your happy place. You know, yeah. you know, like during the glory days of the football, like when you hear George Hamilton, and it's like, oh, here we go. <laughs> um, right. So uh, this is what I wanted to tell you about. Brooklyn Beckham has been roasted after cooking a cheese toasty with a blowtorch. What is wrong with this? <laughs> is he just? Lo- he's looking for the likes. Now, he's ha- looking for I have. Yeah, I think so. I think it's. I think so. It's like when people are online and they say, oh, "I was searching on Google." And it's just, you, you, <laughs> he just thought, you know, I'll, I'll throw blowtorch in at the end. They'll be giving out about me. I'll, I'll probably get a column on the, I'll probably get the very bottom of uh, page 15 in the star. So, uh, yeah, he claimed the avocado oil and mayo were the secrets to a crispy and delicious snack. Okay, uh, you know, I'm listening, I'm listening. But after retrieving it from a frying pan, so he fried it already, the 24-year-old then baffled viewers by using a blowtorch on his cheese toasty. He has nothing to do. He is married to one of the most wealthiest people in the world. His mum and dad also have a few pounds. <laughs> a few pounds. He has no other talent. So have you, did you ever watch his book and pictures? No. Tara and Ben. That's all I can say. You remember those, t- yes. those books from back in the yeah. day? Ah, here. Really? It's, just, it's like, what does a fellow with a load of money do? Look, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of spoofers on YouTube, right? There is, especially with food. And some of them are brilliant, though. There's some, like, there's some absolutely amazing amateur cooks on YouTube. They're just amazing. There's a guy I found recently. His name is Sam the Cooking Guy, right? Don't ever watch him when you're hungry. You, seriously, you'd flip your lid. I've never seen him make anything that wasn't, didn't look unbelievable. His sons film him. I think he used to be a TV chef in America or something like that. I think he's Canadian. He's called Sam the Cooking Guy. Check him out making burgers and sandwiches and whatever it is. It's unreal. He he sounds like he's a wholesome fella. Ah, look at his face. Yeah, he's good. I'm telling you, he's good. Don't ever watch him when you're hungry. I made the mistake of watching him when I was hungry one day. I was like, oh my god, I have to just go and get the sandwich or something. This guy's ridiculous. <laughs> Compared to Brooklyn Beckham. Uh, yeah. So that's my record. I've never. Do you know what? I've never seen Brooklyn Beckham do any cooking, so I shouldn't really uh, slag him off. But Sam, the cooking guy, recently, if you're into interested in making something unbelievable. 
he's he, he breaks it down pretty good and he, he has a good bit of uh, fun with his sons who film, are filming him they're slagging him a lot he looks he, like a straight Alan Carr <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, as I try and as I try and visualize that. Now FM 104's Dish the Dirt with Autobuy.ie. Don't waste your precious time. Sell your car the easy way. Autobuy.ie. So here's the thing, Grossi. Uh, you have to guess who is the '90s band. Now you've tried a few uh, dodgy uh, Nigel Noggins this week and failed. O Town, what a great band. Um, this Leonardo DiCaprio. We're talking two decades ago. He is out and about. He's thinking he's in a restaurant and he sees two ladies. The band, I think, was two guys, two girls. He sees the two girls, their names, and, you know, uh, everybody loved them back then. Kim and Denise. Kim and, and Denise, they're not really sexy uh, well, they were, band names from the 90s, they were. They? And then um, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, spotted them and invited them over to his table. They had a, they had a couple of drinks with him. Oh. And he said, do you want to hang out tonight? Do you want to go, do you want to go and do things? Now, the lads weren't invited. But he was like, do you want to go? We can continue this elsewhere. And they had to practice for their tour. The Venga Boys? The Venga Boys with the two so it's the two girls so it was the Venga yes, Boys the Vengas. sorry I didn't even know their names I just Kim and Denise randomly. yeah so there was the girl who used to wear all the camouflage gear and the other girl who used to wear all the kind of disco gear and uh, they were gorgeous I um, did a bingo loco gig with them <laughs> I've met them before so they're this is, actually so this is your two degrees of separation from Leo <laughs> yeah <laughs> the Venga Boys and what were they like uh, yeah, they, they. Do you know what? They're they're quite loaded because of that nostalgia that everyone has to the Venga Boys. Yes, like you may mock them, you may laugh at them, you no, may go, "Oh, the no. Venga Boys." I, the, that, well, the girl in the camouflage. Does she, does she? Was she still wearing the camouflage? They they wear the exact same outfits that they wore in the nineties. Yeah. Well, I, I did have a massive crush on her back in the nineties. Then, yeah, they played the they played Donegal a couple of weeks ago. Like the tour they're everywhere. Still going. Yeah, they're still going. When I was in college, they played Minute. One oh, day it was like, ah, come on, so they take the them. house down. Yeah, yeah. The Venga Boys are great. Robin Pores is the name of the guy, and he said that uh, Denise Post van Vishwick and Kim Sassabone, uh, they once turned down Leonardo DiCaprio. They had to go home and uh, work on our tour and our travel, and that was the night the girls had to go. If not, they they would have had to go off with Leo, but they they stayed to concentrate on the performance. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know how much rehearsal there was. Ten questions. Sixty seconds. One thousand euros. FM 104's Instagram. With misquote.ie. Specialists in women's car insurance. Going the extra mile to get you great deals. See misquote.ie. Okay, so uh who's the caller? Today we've got Kim from Temple Oak. Hey Kim. Hi. How are you, Kim? Good. Oh, is it get down to business, is it? Yeah. Get on with it. That's the real sort of get on with it, Jim. Oh, yeah, good, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Next. Uh, What's your little fella's name? Uh Mason has gone to school and I've Ruben in the car. Ruben, oh, cool names. names. Really good names. All right. Cool names. You don't want to do any stop and chat here, do you? You want to just get straight down to business? Oh, whatever, I don't mind. Or just give me the grand. No, I can't give you the grant. <laughs> but you have to give us give me one piece of information. Well, I asked somebody on Monday, what's your favourite film, Kim? Oh, my favourite film? Yeah. Oh. Why, um, not? Why not? It's like speed dating. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Dirty Dancing, maybe? Okay. That's Great fair movie. Enough. Don't put her in the corner. A very popular choice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's see how you do. Um, there's no Dirty Dancing question, unfortunately, but 
Let's see what happens here. The game starts in three, two, one. Wendy, Dizzy and Muck are all friends of which children's TV show character? Who? Wendy, oh, Bob, Diz- Bob the Builder. That's right. What actor was last to play James Bond? Daniel Craig. Who do Man City play tonight? Oh, my husband's going to kill me. Arsenal. Which is further south, Ross Lair or Kinsale? Kinsale. From what animal does the meat mutton come from? Lamb. True or false, one of the acts in Britain's Got Talent last week was a man who made a giraffe talk. Uh, true? Which board game features a top hat as a playing token? Monopoly. How many seasons of The Crown have there been so far? Six. The statue of who is the largest statue on O'Connell Street? The statue of who? Yeah, of, of, of what person? It's named oh. after O'Connell Street. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Pat. Okay. And what TV star has appeared as a presenter on Top Gear, Take Me Out, and as an actor on Phoenix Nights? Paddy McGinnis. Okay. You had a very good start, Kim. Oh. Oh, man. Bob the Builder, can he fix it? Came to you. So, Wendy, Dizzy, and Muck. Is Bob going out with Wendy? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Is there a romance going on there? That was a great team tune, wasn't it? Yeah. Bundy and Dizzy. And dun, dun, dun. Uh, Daniel Craig was right. Arsenal is correct. Don't forget, you can listen to that on FM4.ie. And if you have the app, we'll, we'll have coverage of that very game tonight. Well, thanks to Harvey Norman. Uh, which is further south, Ross Lair or Kinsale? Kinsale is further south. The animal that mutton comes from, you said lamb. Now, the answer is sheep. Sheep, yeah. It was after I said it. I was like, sheep. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's a great slag term, isn't it? Mutton dresses oh, now. Totally. Yeah, it's brilliant. So I don't know whether to... Anyway, look, you didn't... You I didn't, didn't get O'Connell didn't Street. Get, you didn't get O'Connell Street, no. So uh, also, um, the, nobody in Britain's Got Talent made a oh. giraffe talk. That was yeah. false. There was there was one man, and he was very funny. And he, his act was, he came out in a bathrobe, he took off his bathrobe, and he had a pair of underpants on. <laughs> oh. And he was able to do poses, like for photographs, but make his underpants disappear, so he looked like he was in the nip. That's and weird. his catchphrase was don't worry I'm wearing and it was hilarious <laughs> um, Monopoly was right there's been five seasons of The Crown so far oh. there will be a sixth one though but it's not out yet and uh, Daniel O'Connell is the name of the uh, statue and I was going to say that and then I was like that's too close to Daniel O'Donnell there's no way <laughs> <laughs> no relation I'm sure loads of people got that wrong you got a seven today okay okay not bad well, Paddy McGuinness is right as well so um, yeah. not too bad not too bad at all no Kim, have a lovely day. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Mel. If you get a 10, let us know. Did you beat Kim? It's F104. So uh, I th- sometimes I wish I'd recorded the uh, the setup call on some of these pranks because Michelle was really funny on the phone. Michelle uh, was ringing up to try and get her boyfriend pranked. She was uh, whispering into the phone and she's laughing her head off, just laughing. Going, <laughs> He's getting all these phone calls from guys looking for labouring work, but they haven't a clue what they're doing and they're asking them stupid questions. And... He's, he's not getting annoyed. He's not a hothead, but he's just, like, getting frustrated. Will you ring him up and ask him some really, really silly questions? So his name is Paddy. P- picture this now. Paddy is... Uh, he's pouring some cement. He's in the, right in the middle of a very serious amount of cement. And he gets a phone call from this Egypt. Hello? 
Hello, is that Paddy? Yeah, who am I talking to? How are you doing? Well, my name's Frank. Got your number from Joey. Like he was saying you, you were looking for someone for a better walk. You got my number. You got your number of Joey and Joey, you're yeah. for work. Yeah, he said you were you said you were looking for someone to do a bit of work for you. Right. And what do you well not necessarily but what do you do? What do I do? Like, well, I kind of like you know jack of all trades. Like I do a bit of labouring here and there, and like you know, I can do well, anything. Do you take jobs? Do you take jobs on your own, or are you looking to labour for someone? I can do whatever, like you know, like I don't mind. I do a bit of work, like I'm a good walker, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually started a young labourer there, um, but uh, I just told him, look, I can give you a couple of days a week because half the time I'd be boxing or driving a machine, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, um, where are you based? I'm based in Dunleary. Dunleary, and do you drive or? Oh yeah, yeah. Like I've uh, a leap card. Right, and do you have a safe pass and all that crap? No. No. What's a safe pass? Safe pass, so you can work on site. Oh no, like don't worry about that. I can, I can organise that. Like. Okay. Well, look, at, to be honest, with you, I don't have anything just right now, but um, I'll save your number. And uh, what was your name? Frank. Frank. And like, uh, what kind of hours would it be? Usually it's about half uh, seven till about four, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's no problem. We did a bit of work for a fellow before, and he, he used to pick me up and drop me back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've tried that before, and it doesn't work. Yeah, because well, you let you down, and you don't even pick them up, and they don't answer the phone. Oh uh, yeah, no, I always answer my phone. I'm always on my phone, and I like I live yeah. like right near the the pier, so like they found it was very handy for going for an ice cream and all. Right. Well, look, I'll save your number, Frank. Um, I actually don't have anything just at the minute because I just started a young labour. Um, so I'll see how he goes, you know. Yeah, like, uh, what's his name? Sorry? What's his, the neighbor, the, the labourer's name? Because I was working with a fella before and his name is Alan. No, no, uh, this young fella from Tala. Yeah, yeah, it, Alan, but you know, he wasn't from Tala, he was from Keolock. Is it the same Alan? No, no, his name's Daniel. <laughs> is your fella called Alan as well? Daniel. Oh, no, no, no. The, the fella I know uh, is called Alan, he's from Keolock. All right, well, I don't I'll know, save, Daniel. I'll save your number, Frank, right? And uh, like, do you do you supply gloves and all that? Because um, is it work, working with like uh, bricks? Yeah, well, as I say, I don't have anything as net right now, so I'll get back to you. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Just wondering how much it pays and all, though. You know, just in case, like, yeah, it doesn't well, look, suit me or whatever. I don't have anything right now, so I'll get back. To I know, yeah, but how much does it pay? Yeah, <laughs> it depends on the worker. I know, yeah, but like, if yeah. I was there from like you know eight o'clock in the morning, you pick me up, I'll put down the the pier, and we go over and we do a bit of work. And uh, get rid of Daniel. Alan, look, I'm just you, finishing a bit of drop, concrete here. You drop me back, and then like you can get a Teddy's ice cream. Good deal, deal. <laughs> Somebody wind me up here, or no? You could get you could get your missus Michelle and go down Dunleary Pier. You know? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Who is winding me up? <laughs> this is your lovely <laughs> missus. Oh, for <laughs> sake. Would you not buy oh, your ice cream? Who the f*** is winding me up here? The Strawberry Alarm Clock on FM 104. Hey, <laughs> 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 f***ing hell. When do I start? <laughs> it's a Strawberry Alarm Clock, is it? Yeah. Uh, and I'm finishing concrete here and you're ringing me prank calls. <laughs> uh, this you, this is Michelle's on the, on the line there. I can hear her laughing now. <laughs> a 99 for Michelle, next time you're out there. <laughs> FM 104's Dish the Dirt With Autobuy.ie Don't waste your precious time Sell your car the easy way Autobuy.ie Billie Eilish has been reminiscing about being on James Corden's show for the first time uh, She was a guest on the show this week on James's final run of shows uh, He's wrapping it up I remember that I was very nervous and I was very sick 
And I, I was sick for like many years, I feel like. Yeah. Just everything I did, I was sick. Yeah. Um, and I, my voice was kind of messed up and I was just like really nervous and I just wanted to really do a good job. And I remember, you know, you came to, to meet us in the, in the room and I remember it was like the first celebrity I'd ever been up close to. <laughs> James Corden! It was so crazy. I don't know. It was amazing. I was I was just like on, on 10 all day. Okay, so... Big guess to guess. Massive. So the rumor is Niall is in LA and he's wearing denim. I don't know what that means to One Direction fans. Harry's booked in on Corden's show for tomorrow night. Zayn is not in LA, but the other two lads, Louis and... Uh, Liam. Liam. They're all, the four of them, as far as I know, are all in Los Angeles right now. The rumor is heavy that they might all appear and maybe do another carpool karaoke I know Adele was supposed to be the last one but maybe they'll do a surprise maybe they'll do a little something I'm looking here I'm just looking online Jim everyone's talking about it One Direction fans are saying if this doesn't happen if it it does happen they they don't know how to survive it and if it doesn't happen they don't know how they're going to survive it this would be huge I'd like to see it myself it would be huge but they've had some massive hits when's the last time they were all on, on camera together probably about five years ago it must be easy the day they announced they were leaving yeah it must be something like that um, look we've got loads more coming up um, Phil Wang is on the show after uh, 9 o'clock this morning he's very very funny he's coming to Vic Street 13th of May we're going to be chatting to him but in the in the next hour we'll tell you more about uh, Richard Madden Katy Perry has some, is hinting about something The Edge is looking forward to U2's new run of shows in Vegas I saw a great tweet yesterday Katy Perry is hinting or threatening one or the other <laughs> it depends what way you like uh, to watch it I don't know that, that's hinting yeah I love her she's fantastic <laughs> and that venue by the way in, in Vegas looks amazing the one that you two are going to be playing so good looks like it's going to be a great venue for uh, any kind of gig it's all sort of the acoustics are the best ever made or whatever and the screens you're inside the stage kind of thing it's built for a concert feels like a Louis Walsh thing it's built for us <laughs> they deserve to be on that stage <laughs> You two get first go of it, but uh, it looks like it could be a place you might be visiting one day. It is the Strawberry Alarm Clock, and one of the greatest stand-up comedians currently working on Earth is Phil Wang. And I don't say that lightly, he is brilliant. Phil, it's great to talk to you. Wow, that's quite the compliment. Thanks, man. You get to talk to you too. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Uh, we both are, and you're coming to... Wow. You're coming to Vicar Street on the 13th of May, which is a Saturday night. Yes. Yeah, my first time in Dublin ever. And my first time performing in Ireland ever. Why? Why why haven't I not performed before? Why am I coming? No, why haven't you performed before? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you coming here? I don't know. I've never been asked to. I don't know. It just never happened, really. There's a festival in Ireland that I've just never been asked to do. And um, maybe I took that as... um, as a statement of intent from the Irish people, but uh, <laughs> this but is like that ends <laughs> this May. This is like Father Ted, golden cleric, when he comes up on stage and starts going, now to the liars. Let's start calling yes, all yes, the Irish yes, people. Yes. <laughs> That's it. I'm coming. This is a, this is a vengeance tour. <laughs> uh, no, one of my friends, Jason, uh, he's a friend of, a friend of both of ours, and uh, he's, uh, he, you're one of his favorite comedians. He asked me to ask oh, wow. you, is Phil Wang actually your real name? You'd be amazed how many people ask this. Yeah. I come from a part of the world where Wang is not even a novelty name. Can you believe that? <laughs> it's basically Smith yeah. where, where I'm from. Yeah. And it wasn't really until I moved to the UK that I was educated on the comedic potential of the name Phil Wang. 
No, the honest truth is Phil Wang is not my real name. My real name is Philip Wang. But okay. I hope that secret doesn't get out. No, we won't tell anybody. When you get in trouble, it's Philip. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So you... By the end of the show, everyone in the audience will be calling me Philip. I think by the end of the show, you will ask yourself the question, why did I never come here before? Because, you know, uh, we all have access to uh, Live at the, Apo- the Apollo and uh, we've seen many, many of your performances, Taskmaster, all that stuff that you would have done down through the years. Countdown, you've done the ca- the cats, haven't you? Yeah, yeah I've done, I've done the cats. I've done the cat sales countdown. I've done the Have I Got News For You. I've done the... Yeah, the, 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 there's a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Um, I think, well, I think yeah, it's, yeah, just, yeah. it's embarrassing then that, uh, you know, if, if, I was, if we knew that you were just waiting to be asked, I would have asked. <laughs> I know, that's it. So. It's not funny. All you had to do was ask. To be honest, Ireland's still not asked. This was us just deciding to come. This is just me deciding to come. So okay. <laughs> I've still not been invited. I'm like a vampire. I have to be invited in. Do you know what? There was one that I was watching over the weekend. It's Joe Lysett's brand new Channel 4 show. Jim hasn't watched it yet. Have you seen it yet? Oh, the late night Lysett. I've seen clips of uh, his of the sort of GB News I was trying to explain to Jim how the GB News bit would your agent say to you maybe you should swerve that GB News bit because it might be a bit a bit out there it might be a bit close to the bone Phil (laughs) yes you might enjoy saying those things Um, (laughs) well yeah again this is a running theme I've not been asked Uh, on it so maybe i'll just turn up like i am in dublin (laughs) i think i know it's such a fun idea i think it's a really fun idea to make um a guest read something that they've not seen yet and that they have to pretend to stand by i think it's a very smart it's a very smart segment for sure would you do it i'd love to do it like some of the things that they've gotten they made alan carr say and then on on last week's show they said uh Jonathan Ross, we wanted you to do it, but your agent said no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's actually quite a good opportunity for you to slip in things you've always wanted to say anyway, but couldn't, and then pretend it was part of the of, yeah. of the bit. Yeah, you could just start um, slandering your enemies. So for the things that you haven't been asked to do, what about the things that you have been asked to do that maybe your agent rang and said, such and such a TV show wants you to do this, and uh, you thought, no, that's not me. Have you have you turned down any mm. really weird ideas? <laughs> any weird ideas? Yeah, yes. I I turned down a lot of things to be honest. Mainly like hosting sort of panel shows where I'm I play a nerd or something. Okay, yeah. I'm like a nerdy guy. <laughs> and I just say I say I can't pretend to be uncool, guys. I can't <laughs> There's some things even my acting ability can't can't achieve and you know I can't pretend I'm not really cool. Yeah, I sometimes get asked sort of to do um yeah, some reality show things. I I go, nah, I'm I'm very I, I like my comfort. I like to be in comfort. I don't want to go to Australia and eat oh, and eat not, bugs. I, I actually I, I eat bugs anyway, to be honest. I <laughs> I, I would happily eat a bug. I've eaten cockroaches and tarantulas. I'm a celebrity actually doesn't have any uh, novelty for me because it's just my normal diet, to be honest. Yeah. I saw a great clip on your Instagram and I, you've gained massive respect from me when you let up about your thinking that you, all your friends, they've all got them. And I was like, oh, I don't know about kids. And you said podcasts. Everyone has a podcast these days. Oh, yeah. I've, I've got to that age now where all my friends have started having podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that... <laughs> That's a that's a bit from I think I recorded that in 2018 or something in America wow. and <laughs> it, the, it was it was bad then there were a lot of podcasts then and now the joke seems almost trite I mean I have a podcast now so I I've betrayed even my myself you sold out the younger Phil I know right you always become that 
which you set out to destroy, you always tend into your enemy. One thing I don't think you're going to turn turn around on is your dislike of horror movies. I'm with you on that. I'm, I don't see why you put yourself through that kind of... Oh, well, that's again, that's interesting you say, because I, Audible made me do, and I say made me, made me do a podcast series. <laughs> At least you get where, asked to do something, Phil. <laughs> I'm never asked to do things. I'm only made to do yeah, things. Yeah, made. Yeah, and forced. then not asked to do the things I want. <laughs> now, Audible um, asked me, and I agreed, to do a podcast um, forcing me to watch horror movies, basically. They saw that bit of stand up and they made me make a, a podcast series called um, Phil Wang Hates Horror. Yeah. And each episode, I have a comedian friend guest who likes horror movies, and we and I'm made to watch a horror movie, and then we discuss it. And since then, I've actually I don't mind the horror movies now. I can I can get through them. I just know I have to. I, I basically I give up one night's sleep now. If I watch a horror movie, the, that's that night's sleep gone. I re- have you seen a movie called Host? No. Again, we are both terrified. It was made, yeah. You buy you both scary cats. It was made in lockdown, okay. and it's a, it's like it's on Zoom. The whole horror movies on Zoom is, you know, happens. I have watched on it. Zoom. I have watched it. Yeah, I it's, think yeah. I lived through that for two years. <laughs> yeah, I think just any sort of normal family quiz would on Zoom qualify as a horror movie. To be honest, <laughs> do you know the bit in um, Indiana Jones: The Temple of Doom where he's looking over the the rocks and the the guy's head just pops up? And everybody jumps. You know that bit. He's looking. He's down um, at the torture chamber thing, and the the, the guys. Now you're you're gonna. I'm gonna get a lot of stick for this. Um, no, don't stick tell me. stick for this. I've not seen any Indiana Jones movie except The Crystal Skull. <laughs> Phil, uh, consider this your formal <laughs> invitation. I'm asking you to watch the other three. <laughs> I can hear a podcast coming out. Well, give I'll give Audible a shout. There's a bit. Anyway, there's a bit in Indiana Jones. It's it's one of the jumpiest bits where you're not you're not expecting it. The next thing, this face very close to the camera jumps up, uh-huh. and I, I just think horror movies are just that for 90 minutes. It's just boo. Right. You and know? that's not even a horror movie. No. That's, it's that too that bit was well. It scarred me as a child, but uh, yeah. I think you'd be able yeah. for it now, but you should give it a go. I always find with comedians that uh, do your family and friends ever go, maybe don't mention that, or maybe there's any chance you can change the name? Have you? Do you ever get that with your friends where they're going, oh, here, you're telling the story about me? <laughs> um, no, early on, I think I, I had a joke about my dad that my mum said, can you, don't do that, come on, don't. And I, I was very ashamed. Oh. Um, and so I, <laughs> so I changed his name to Father. Oh, and hopefully people didn't pick up on. Nobody knew who it was um, then. Yeah, you, no one knows who that it's anonymous is. Anonymous now. But on the whole, I no, I, I sort of, I, I sort of naturally don't put people's names in or change their names automatically. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm, you know, because I'm actually a very private person, which makes this job quite difficult, to be honest. And so I totally get it. I, I wrote a book recently. I had to change a bunch of names in that. I heard someone uh, say. I heard someone say before. It's very hard to be a public, private person. When you're on stage, mm. you're telling so many stories, but then as soon as your sta- the stage is over, you're like going, right, back to myself I, uh, again. I think a lot of comedians are in real life, aren't they? Yeah, I think we're mostly introverts. Mm. We're most, because that's what's so nice about stand-up as a form is that it's this controlled burst of social interaction. Uh, after which you sort of return to your your yes. your lonely little life. So it, it's kind of perfect for me. Yeah, Tommy Tiernan yeah. described it as uh, being like a whale. And every so often the whale will come out of the water and sort of show off and then go back down. Right. So it's kind of yeah. similar to that. Uh, my, my animals are a cheetah because <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, you, it's a sprint. Okay. And then you're tired quite quickly and then you have to go and hibernate and eat, eat a possum or whatever. Lovely. And then the other <laughs> one is, it's like a camel, right? You load up 
Yes. You load up on sort of social interaction and then you walk through the desert of your lonely life. Of your tour. <laughs> you yeah, your very lonely tour. At the oasis of Vicar Street, you know? <laughs> on your own in planes. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised with Dublin and pleasantly surprised with the reaction you get in Vicar Street, even though nobody asked you. Uh, Phil Wang, Wang in their baby. Uh, Saturday, thirteenth of May. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a great show. And uh, next time you're here, give us a shout as well. Yeah, absolutely. Thank. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get twenty percent below MSRP for an average of fifteen thousand one seventy eight under MSRP on the purchase of a twenty twenty three Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland four by e or Summit four by e. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Thanks so much for talking to me, guys. I look forward to coming over. Cheers, Phil. It's Phil Wang. Everyone loves a twirl. Yes. A business flake. Give us some a twirl there, Crossy. Give us a twirl. A twirl. Mm. In Australia, they've been selling mint twirls. Ah, uh, no, no, no. The, the, this whole uh, mint chocolate thing has to stop. Do you not like a bit of mint in a chocolate? No. Or orange. Stop it. Don't like orange. Do you like a bit of mint? Stop. Stop what you're doing. The mint. Ugh. In no. the UK, they've just announced they're going to be doing it as well, which means they could be doing it in Ireland. Give me a dark twirl. Now, there's, a, there's a an dark idea. dark twirl. A little bit of dark chocolate. Have you ever had dark chocolate with chilli in it? I always feel dark chocolate is healthy, so I eat a lot of it. It is healthier. I know, but when you eat loads of it, it's no, no. You're not, not supposed healthy. to eat loads of it, but like it's much healthier. Yeah, like there's less sugar in it, so the the higher the thing goes, it's better. But oh yeah, eighty percent, ninety percent, or whatever. Yeah, it is. Ever, so the the one with chili in it, that's like, have you ever tried that? Yeah, oh, no, I, I have, is, but that's it's hard to get. That's hard to turn down. But it's chili not for food, as in you know your your actual you'd, dinner you'd, food. You'd imagine so. Chili, yeah. I think chili can go on everything now. Do you remember Tato did that thing where they had the Tato crisp flavour chocolate or chocolate crisp yeah. tato t- I didn't get that didn't that, work no that didn't no, work for me too either. salty although if you have some crisps and some chocolate at the same time that does work perfect someone said they had a salted caramel twirl yesterday it was yum so that's another thing salted caramels on everything don't like salted caramel <laughs> see they've no, they've no other bars to bring out anymore they need to bring back the taxi bar the taxi bar Remember what was the, the taxi, taxi bar? bar You get it for your lunch It was an orange wrapper It was a bit kind of flaky inside of it That was incredible But apparently The Cadbury have, have announced That the mint flavour Is coming to the UK Which would usually mean That once Twirl do something in the UK It will come over to Ireland as well There's still no word It's going to happen But you could have a Twirl mint Mint, mint. Oh. A Star bar Do they still make a star bar? Yes Is it still the same? It is still the same, yeah. That's the greatest chocolate bar of all time. Are we agreed? Star bar is lovely. Uh, what's the difference between a star bar and a Morrow? I just think they're cousins, aren't they? Are they cousins? I think they're cousins. Can they get married? I think so. Oh, peanuts. Someone says differences between the two of them peanuts. Oh, yeah. That bit, that kind of stringy gooey thing that happens. Oh, yes. Yeah, man. Remember a chomp bar? Of course I remember chomp, chomp bar. Have you seen them now? They're tiny. Yeah, why? Are our hands got bigger or they got smaller? They've got, everything's got smaller. I like think a, that's it. Do you remember a wagon wheel? Wagon wheels were great. A little bit of, was, what was the marmalade in the middle of it? Or yeah, but the ma- wagon wheels, they used to be big as well. They used to be like, they, the reason they were called a wagon wheels is because they were big. Penguin bars. Like we could go here all day. They need L- to bring them all back. Lint dark mint intense. Oh, now you're talking my language. You take out a credit union loan for one of them, wouldn't you? <laughs> They're not too bad. 
Anyway, you're supposed to only have. So I saw some. Uh, cho- what, what do you call the chocolate expert? Chocolate to it here. I don't. Know. Willy Wonka. So you with that dark chocolate. Do you ever do this, right? So this is the thing, and this works with anything like like chocolatey thing. Stick it in your mouth and don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do anything. This is with dark chocolate now. Just leave it sitting there on your tongue. Just leave it there, and nothing happens for ages. Like a lot of people just go crunch, crunch, and it's all over. Let it melt in your mouth. And once you do that, your eyes will just awaken. It's a it's a whole new way to, to eat your chocolate. It's a brilliant reason for everyone to get dark chocolate later on. To get dark chocolate. I'm sure it works with with uh, milk chocolate too. But dark chocolate, let it melt in your mouth. Just and don't do anything. Even when it's melting, don't do anything. Your mouth just fill up, and you'll get all these like all these taste buds that you didn't even know you had. It's like wow. pew, 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 pew. thank me later. Wait till that later on. Do I got a secret for you? Go. Don't know if I can say it, but sure, look, we may as well. I was in the Cadbury office one day out in Kulak. Like the actual office where, you know, where people have computers and all that. So right. Not where the packaging, the, the office part of it. The so, business end. so then was there a man there with a half a clock? And he had a timepiece. He had a timepiece? Yeah. And he was brought in everywhere on that whole floor that I was on had these massive shafts into a bucket and there was chocolates everywhere like the mini chocolates you know like the heroes so it was very like Willy Wonka then so you could walk around and just put your hand in it take a couple of chocolates and then go back to your desk and do a bit of business are you sure this wasn't a dream you had? this was not a dream this happened and they gave me a massive bag they said you go fill up that bag and I went over and I filled up the bag and off I went to my what were you doing way. in there? I was doing a bit of work a bit of work like, can't say <laughs> tax man but look <laughs> doing a bit of work okay but yeah it, it actually it's like Willy Wonka Get out. A man with a timepiece. What kind of timepiece? Like on a chain? Do you know the one you go, rawr, rawr, yeah, we use the, we use the, you know the. He had a cigar as well now, didn't he? he? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm making up that part. I think but, so. I think you mentioned this. <laughs> that was a film, Crossy. Did he have a big yeah. hat? Yeah. And Purple a cane. Coat. Did he have a cane? He was eating, like, was he singing Come With Me? And you'll see. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I think you need to have a light in. Now, FM 104's Dish the Dirt with Autobuy.ie. Don't waste your precious time. Sell your car the easy way. Autobuy.ie. Celebrity are really hitting us with some uh, blast from the past. So, Mylene Class, the uh, hearsay, I know her. Andy Wymat. Uh, Cook. Who? Cook. From Kirk, okay, yes, of course. I knew the name. He won it before, didn't he? He won it before. So, and he's, he only won it re- very recently as well. Are they all previous winners? No. No, they can be anywhere, and I'm a celebrity. Uh, and Georgia Tuffalo Yeah she was a maiden Yes Whatever you would call very it Very posh blonde girl And wasn't she friends She became really good friends with Your man um, Stanley What's his name Tucci No Stanley Knife. No Stanley you know him You know him Elfula that was in I'm a Celebrity Stanley Stanley His son was the Prime Minister of England Johnson Don Stanley Johnson <laughs> There you go That's him and they became really good friends They made a TV series On ITV and all that Anyway You should have just said Johnson's dad I would have got it straight away Stanley, Stanley You know Stanley No <laughs> I don't know all the Johnsons <laughs> Thankfully uh, Anyway Campmates will have to decide Which one of them Has to do a challenge That will get them into the camp And here is the newbies Telling us why They want in just the whole experience last time we had an absolutely amazing time I feel like it's like the Avengers they just chose like really memorable uh, campmates so to see everyone put together I want to be a part of that FOMO basically I am going to do I'm a Celeb again because I obviously have a thing for being starved but at the same time I want to go and catch a real tan 
So we're episode say, two. I, I want to gain cartwheels. What? I don't know. She's a bit, a bit I, dim. I couldn't understand. I don't think she's dim. No, I don't think she's dim. So, uh, no. uh, out of them all, she's probably the weakest one that could be in it. Oh, she's. I think she could be quite funny. Just, she's definitely not uh, dim. No. No, no. no, no. Oh, we can't have that. I watched it last night, and there's one thing I've noticed about it. It's too edited. Right. It feels like we've got a load of celebrities. We're in South Africa. We've got to make you up a little shed out the back that Anton Decker are going to be in. They look, they look half arsed in it. But is it not the overkill potential? So you have Anton Deck, Saturday Night Takeaway just finished, right? Yeah. And everyone was kind of exhausted after that. Then straight into Britain's Got Talent, which is Anton Deck, Anton Deck. Oh, it's on Wall. now, actually. Yeah. yeah, it's on now. So they have two so- shows on. So there's ads for Anton Deck's Get Me Out of Here during Anton Deck's. Britain's Got Talent oh it's, yeah so what yeah, it, it, it's good but it's not brilliant it, right. it just looks a bit half arsed okay yeah um, I got into I, I can't stand David Williams right no I don't like his children's books and I don't like him right and I don't like his dog his children's books like I, I made sure I got rid of them all out of the house oh really <laughs> they're, they're, they're awful okay they're really bad that's why like, anyway that's my opinion he's one of the best selling authors in the world anyway but I, uh, your man isn't too bad from Strictly what's his name Bruno, Bruno he's not too bad he's alright yes he's like a more crack Louis Welch Oh, must I mean? be very stand up and down yeah he's good crack anyway um, there's, there's been some good acts on that um, the Edge has been talking about U2's upcoming five night run of Sphere shows uh, which will include a musically immersive experience inside a high tech globe shaped venue in Vegas this place looks unreal it looks brilliant I can't wait to, to go there one day but uh, U2 are getting the first go of it and you're going to feel like you're in the show the screens and the audio is supposed to be the best in any stadium in the world and this, the screens are kind of all around you so like the show will happen you're in the show Sounds great. With the band in the middle. This is a venue designed for entertainment, not for sports. You know, sports is a very simple formula. You want to be able to see the action. You want to see the basketball game. You want to see the ice hockey game, whatever. Or in a football stadium, you want to see the football match. But no one really sits down when they're designing one of these sports arenas and thinks about the sound. Um, you know, that's a that's like way, way down on their list of priorities. But in this venue... It's one of the first things I thought about. And I think they put on seven more shows. So the fans, they have a fan club thing and uh, fans get first dibs on the tickets. So it's you two fans. Oh, that's there. a good idea. Yeah, they look after their fans like that, yeah. So The Flash is coming out. They didn't think this movie would happen because Ezra Miller, you know, the way all the mad stuff going on with Ezra at the minute. But the trailer was released last night and two flashbacks, pardon the pun, are in it. They've got two Batmans. Ah, come on. You can't be doing that after three Spider-Mans. Because you know the way the Flash goes... He, he goes around... He spins around and he goes back in time yes. because he flashes so much. Well, I don't really know. I'm pretending I know. Yeah, I don't know uh, this. So if you're in that world, this, this is what happens. So he goes into different universes of different Batmans. Batman number one, Ben Affleck. Okay. Big Batman. And Batman number two is one of the biggest famous Batmans that everyone always oh, loves. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton as Batman. I knew he was coming back as Batman. You'd want to see him in the suit. An older gentleman now. Still has it. And look, if you can still get in the suit, that's hats off. And he's in the bat, the bat, like flying thingy that he's in. Batmobile. And he, yeah. And you know the way he has a couple of lines? Apparently he's like loads of lines that he had that were famous. Yes. He says them all on the trailer. FM104.ie. The Flash trailer's up there now. That sounds good. 
it's good for young people and it's good for, you know, people who like the Batman. Now, just tell me, so this is nothing to do with Marvel, right? This is the no, other this one. is DC. This is DC. I've never seen any of them either. So where do I start oh, with them? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you have to tell me tomorrow. <laughs> oh, get that bin. Thanks for listening to FM World 4's Strawberry Alarm Clock Podcast. Listen daily and don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episode straight to your device.